Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pub Table Racers tonight. Show number 45, which carries big significance, which we'll get to in a minute. My name is Tim Packman. Sitting next to me is Warren Brazell. And the guy in the middle we're going to get to in a minute. Not that he needs much of an introduction, we're going to do that. Uh, tonight's show. Well, wait a minute. Warren, we have a visitor in our bucket we tonight. We do. And that'll explain that in a minute as well. Why do we drink Miller Highlight on our show? Well, we drink Miller Highlight because of our good friend Bobby Allison. That's right. We're thirsty. And it's and tasty. It's tasty, and this is what we do. This it goes down smooth. And it's good for you. <laughs> right. It's good and for something. Something. <laughs> That's it. All right, so cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Um, I'm just going to jump in here because um, tonight's show, we're going to talk to the guy sitting between us, and uh, we have a special announcement coming up later. You definitely want to stay around for that. And uh, we're going to talk about his book and uh, Cruise and some other cool stuff we have going on. Warren, I don't even know where to start here. I'm just going to do it. Well, it's 45 show. Right. He had number 45. Still does number 45. For a long time. Right. So this is... Big significance. It, it works out well. It's like kismet. Maybe you should introduce who... I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't I'm let you that. do that because that's your job. My job is to drink this beer. Well, I, that's my job I forgot to do. <laughs> First one of the day. Go Don't back. say anything. Go, back. Go Bills. This is going to be interesting. Oh my gosh. Two on one. Where are you? <laughs> where, where are you, 50 people? Okay. I'm going to start to introduce this guy. In addition to being a great friend for 20 years, uh, to me personally, and Warren's known him for longer because they're both from Wisconsin. Right. We're just going to go through a quick list. Only five time winner of the Snowball Derby, four time winner of the Slinger Nationals, um, multiple track championships, big wins all around, uh, three time uh, Camping World Truck Series winner. He drove, drove for. NASCAR Hall of Famers Richard Petty and Darrell Waltrip. Um, he has experience in the Cup, Xfinity, and the Truck Series. And he's still running super late models up in Wisconsin. He's still kicking ass up there, showing his kids how it's done. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our awesome privilege to bring to you Rich Pickle. There you go. How's it going, everybody? Rich, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate you. Uh, Rich was in town. He called me today and said, hey, I'll be in town Tuesday night. I'm like, ooh. So we got to have you on the show. I drove 12 and a half hours just to be here for you. <laughs> wow, thank you so much there. So, see how, see how I was so excited last night I couldn't sleep. So yeah, See good. how popular we're becoming there. People are driving 12 and a half hours now. We're, uh, when um, you said this is show 45, it, it, was, it, was, it was meant to be. Yeah. we got to pack the truck. we got to go. Um, first of all, how are you doing? What, tell people kind of what you've been up to the last like, a couple of years. You have some business ventures and everything. Uh, just still racing and... And yeah, doing stuff with Tony at T1 and um, got a couple bars and got a land development company and um, just kind of getting to wind down. So you, you talk about the number 45. So this is a great story. So my dad was number five or 15 his whole life. Right. So I showed up to Jefferson Speedway in 1978 with my own car. And I was going to be number 15. And Richard Lofi signed in seven names before me with number 15. Mm -hmm. And Dave Rodiger, the flagman, says, well, you can put, make that one into a four, a four and one into a four really easy. So people have asked me that question. I always come up with 45, and that's, that's right. how it happened. So it's kind of funny how... How you, know, you got your number. 1978 yep. years, you know, 1978, you get this number, and I was going to be 5 or 15 like my dad, and I'm glad I wasn't 5 because, you know, all the solders were 5 and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I was going to be 15, but that's okay. 45. Um, so, so that means I would have had to retire 30 years ago because that's the plan, 45 for 35 years. Um, so you're still running the short tracks up there, uh, still having wins in uh, top 5 and top 10s. Um, we talked before the show. Bad luck has been your your nemesis this year. Well, you look back at times and, and you go, you know, I can remember why I couldn't lose a race. Right. Now it's like we have one of the best. I mean, at the Slinger Nationals last year, I had the best car I probably ever had there in my entire life. I was probably four tenths fast in the field, and the solenoids shorted out in the battery. It drained the battery mm -hmm. dead. The starters running. But um, you know, it is what it is. You, you have great days and bad days, and. You know, I haven't cried in a long time. That day, that night at Slinger, I was sitting in the car. I bought one in the car because really? that was that was tough on the swallow. Because I mean, it started 20th, drove to fifth in 30 laps, and I mean, it wasn't only the same zip code, but it is what it is. And I give the race lacrosse away, I think, and so I picked the wrong line to get in. But we've been good, you know. I mean, maybe I saved all the bad luck and got rid of it last year for this year for mm -hmm. my final season, and and uh, we'll see. I okay. I think we got some really, you know, we got some really good cars. Tony, the guys have done a great job, mm -hmm. and um, we're ready to go. Perfect. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up real quick. Sure. How many laps do you think you have at Slinger? 
Just guess. Just throw a, a couple thousand, three thousand, four thousand, ten thousand. Well, you got to remember. I mean, I was gone for fifteen years, but I, I went back and, and, and raced there a lot. Right. But um, yeah, probably. Jesus, at least seventy thousand. Okay. So what what I what I want get, to get to that is, is my point there is is that is it when you get there at a place like that you're I'll say it's one of your home tracks. Is it My like it, it, is it like driving? Is it like backing out of the driveway? You, you, you know what I mean? You yeah. you you know what you got to do there, and I mean I'm sure the track has changed, or you know because it's just gotten older. The pavements you know wore out, but right? It hasn't. Really changed. But you know where you have to be. You know how you have to drive it. You know where you have to lift. You know where you have to gas. I mean, so you know uh, a lot of people don't understand sometimes when when we talk about. Our, our end of it in NASCAR about no testing mm -hmm. and how uh, one of these young kids comes in and he, and he can't keep up. Well, you know, if you look at some of our, our guys like Harvick, you know, they have so many more laps at a lot of these racetracks mm -hmm. than, than they do. And, and they just, they're not going to be like, right. like mm -hmm. the old, you know, old guard, the, the, the old, you know, the old dog, <laughs> the, the old wily old veteran. <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure you know that Slinger to you is like putting on a, a nice, warning pair of shoes, right? Well, I, I, I probably can drive around the place blindfolded. Yeah, there you go. You know, and you tell people that, and they look at you like, yeah, right. Well, I know I could go around the racetrack if I made five laps there and put a blindfold on. I could go up and make a lap without wrecking the race car, okay. and I would be within half a second of what the <laughs> with, with not not seeing because okay. you know you, you just you know it. You feel the racetrack. You know exactly where you're at. You know what you do. You know when to turn. You have that same drive. You know that same feeling. And, right. and you know that's a great analogy. I love that. <clears throat> I love him saying that. That's you cool. know, but people don't. You know, people don't realize. I've raced at 225 racetracks. I don't think anybody in the country has done 225, that. and that's counting short, everything. And everything. But now, now you look at Atlanta, Homestead. They all have different configurations. Lake Geneva, I always call them as like, well, Homestead had three different configurations. Yeah, right. So right. Homestead, you know, I mean, Lake Geneva had two, Atlanta had two, you know, a place of, you know, so I count that as different places. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, I mean, most people won't race five racetracks in their whole life. Right. And I'm, I'm counting, um, you know, everything that I've done. I had one dirt track race. That's all I've ever been on dirt. That's so, it? Yeah. Okay. That's Can you say where? Was it Capital? Oh, Luxembourg. No. Okay. Didn't they put dirt on Capital? Yeah. For a little while? It was called Impact Speedway for two years and it didn't last very long. Yeah, and, that was a but, bad uh, I had an IMC Grudge match race against Scott Hansen, Luxembourg in 1980 something. Hmm. You know? So. Okay. Yahtzee. Oops. I got it. This model, model, no more beer for Tim. <laughs> model talk. Uh, okay. That one will be half price, folks. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Dang, damn it. Anyhow, I figured it's Before we get into how you got started, I get, I just, it's fine. I just caught the edge. Um, this show is brought to you by Lake Norman Patio and Gamers. We've got to take care of the sponsors here. Got to. Uh, go right. see uh, Brad and JoJo out there in Brawley School Road. Uh, the game room downstairs is amazing. Um, you're done with your Christmas toys. Like, this stuff sucks. I want to do something new. Right. Pool tables. What else does he have down there? Air hockey. Yep. Uh, your bubble hockey, bubble hockey, foosball, foosball, and um, the uh, uh, shuffleboard, right? Pac-Man. Mm, he had that. He sold that game. He, had, he did the video game. He did it for you. Never played it. Probably the last time I played. He'll and, get it for you. And also uh, pinball. Oh yeah, I can get my hands on one of those. Upstairs, he has all kinds of great outdoor furniture. Um, so go check him. Um, the garage shop, Aaron Brown, our buddy out there. Uh, salt flat, uh, salt flat cars. Uh, what else is he involved with? Restoring, Re restoring uh, old yeah. um, race cars, uh, old race cars, yeah. uh, some old Daytona Superbirds mm -hmm. to go to the Salt Flats. Oh, Salt Flats! And and he's doing. He just did a lot of cool go stuff. Go check out the Garage Shop Two Hundred dot com, and also our newest one. This is where you park up. Our friends at RacingJunk dot com. If there's looking, somebody looking to buy or sell that has wheels or involves wheels or per, what do you call um, apparel, everything like that, go to RacingJunk dot com. Uh, they signed up with us a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they've been pretty good to have right. on board. So they are the world's number one racing and performance classified ad place. So go see them. And uh, they've been uh, good. And anything and everything they have at all. All your street. And if you want to even buy a race car, or they can do that too. Yeah, they'll do something. Oh, nice. Okay, big wreck, the joint. Jeez, okay. Okay, never mind. Now I'm getting a lot of crap for one little wreck. That's all. <laughs> all right, let's go.
interested in racing? What, was, what started? For My dad raced for 33 years, mm -hmm. and I was born at the racetrack. My mom said I was on her hip for, I was a month old, and it's, that's, I, was, I grew up there. I mean, you know, I remember being a kid standing at the fence when somebody would win the race, and I always stood there and watched them get their picture taken. They'd come out back in the day and come on the right side of the car and give them a trophy, and the trophy queen, they'd kiss them. And I, I, I just thought, geez, that's so cool. So, <clears throat> go a few years later, I, I ended up being a national water skating champion in 1973, oh, right, and I won probably 200 of these little bitty trophies, you know, from this size to this right. size. And we lived in a small house, and right. my dad had a bunch of trophies, and I had no to put them. So, as a kid, I remembered that, God, I remember as a kid standing at the fence wishing I could have one of them trophies. Right. So, that's where I, my trophy thing come about. I, I've given away probably 450 trophies to kids at the fence. Nice. And, um, you know, it keeps coming back for more. So, you have, do you have any trophies you kept from any? I have, one I or probably two have 25. Okay, that's not and bad. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to do some really cool stuff this year with the fans. Uh -huh. And it's been my last year. I'm going to do some really neat stuff. Um, talk to Greg McCarns for the tour races. and mm -hmm. Which um, tour is that? Arc Midwest Tour. Okay, got it. And I'm going to start maybe auctioning off some of my old suits and helmets mm -hmm. and trophies and, and uh, put a little bit towards, right. towards my mom's breast cancer fund. That's good. And, that's yeah. that's the plan. Very good. Because I, I I have no reason to take it with me when I'm going to Costa Rica. So <laughs> that's the game plan. That's it. End up down there. Show me a picture of a house. Beautiful house in Costa Rica. And I said, "Where's my room?" He goes, ah, "Pick one of these three over there." I'm like, "Yes, that's all I need to know." And I'll promise I won't break your stuff and you know, knock stuff knock like stuff all over the table like I did tonight. Um, so when was your first? When did you first get on an oval track? Um, well, like it's my book. 1976, mm -hmm. um, Augie Picaro took off from his family and three sons with another woman to Colorado. And then me and his oldest son went up to the barn and stole his car out of the garage. And we brought it down to his house, house <laughs> in the yard. We hand painted the driveway. Nice. And we took off and went to Jefferson with it. And I made about maybe five, six laps of practice and qualifying. Right. I led the first six laps of the race, and, and another kid my dad raced with, his son, yep. got off a of turn two and hit me in the door and knocked me off the back straight of a wall, or back stretch at Jefferson before they had a wall. And the car augered in and it broke the roll cage off and blew the transmission out of it. So that car maybe had 15 laps in a total. And when my mom passed away, <clears throat> um, when John did the book, she, we went through all the stuff and she had a picture of that car, which I never even and so it's it's kind of ironic so you, you look at that and then 17 years later when the you know Nagra Brickyard 400 right. so it's kind of you know kind of a crazy story yeah. but it is right. what it is yeah it's it's kind of how our lives go and people don't I'll, I'll say younger fans don't get it but you know anybody who's been doing this for a while it, there, there's always a, a, a story that like that, that that turns your life around. Mm -hmm. There's always something that has made you <coughs> want to do this right. forever. You know, it, it's not just money or it's not right. just fame. It's it's always just um, it, it, it's how good you were that day. And you said, you know, like you said, you you, you were leading. Yeah. And, and and you know that probably yeah. like <coughs> I can do this, right? <laughs> First time I drove a lap, right? Yeah. In a car, race right. car. race car, yeah, in a race car. So from there, you just kind of kept growing and super late models, late models, and yeah, it just started from there. Um, a guy owned a uh, Newville gas station, had another car. I drove that car a few races, and then my dad finally realized that I was, you know, serious about mm -hmm. it. So we went to Wyocena Junkyard and bought a '72 Ford Trina for three hundred bucks, and <laughs> went to the shop and started. We got it done at mid-season. Just one heat race in the semi and. It, You're a very young man at this time. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, and now 15 is like, back, back then was like, oh my God, you know, 15. Right. But I was six foot five and I had a lot of hair. And, and my dad yeah, was a like track, track champion and <laughs> right. nobody even asked me for a driver's license. Or an ID after no, I, no. <laughs> no, I, I can go right to the beer stand and get beer. Right. I mean, you're from Wisconsin. I know what's going on here. I was like, I have pickles, kid. Just uh, so Take, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just ironic how it, it progressed, right. and, and 
And one of the coolest stories I did was in 1982, I got my first super late model that was a bought chassis. Mm -hmm. And we went, to, went there and did a bunch of stuff. I didn't have any money, but I borrowed 5,000 bucks from the bank and somehow paid them back. And so in 83, I, I told Wayne Erickson, I said, next year I'm gonna be your track champion at the, at the banquet. And he kind of laughed at me. And so I went there the first week and had a fast time and won mm -hmm. a feature and he mm -hmm. hired Joe Shear to come out and run me. And why do I know that name, Wayne Erickson? What track are we talking? Uh, Slinger. Slinger. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I want to track champion Slinger. Now nobody's ever heard of that back in the day back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, he paid Joe Shear to come out and run me because he didn't want me to be the track champion. So, right. make a long story short, I won the championship and I asked him how much the point check was, and he said like thirty nine hundred bucks. So on the way to the banquet, mm -hmm. I went to Bayling's Circle Track Shop and spent thirty eight hundred ninety five dollars on park to the banquet. And the check was for twenty seven hundred. Oops. And I'm like, Wayne, I just called you like yeah. four hours ago. Yeah. And he said, You're the worst track champion I could ever have. <laughs> and he, he made a twenty two year old kid that outrun one of the greatest in the history I ever drove a race right. car to win. And it made me feel terrible. So yeah. in, in two thousand fifteen when I got inducted to the Hall of Fame and I told the story. Which Hall of Fame was it though? Wisconsin Short Track Hall of Fame. Okay. And I was telling the story and Wayne said in all the crowd and I said, But Wayne, it's okay. Seven years later, you're paying me ten grand to show up every night. So <laughs> it, it was great. Nice. And I'm telling you what, it, that was in 2015. This yeah. is the first year he pulled into the <clears throat> racetrack at Slinger, and he talked me in five years. He's really? He was that mad at me for wow. saying that. Wow. Hey. Almost 30 years to pay him back. Right. He started it. He started yeah. it. Well, you know, yeah. but, I mean, we've wow. always been good friends. I, I remember we, when he opened Capitol up after he, after the dirt. Yep. He paved it and put new pavement on. He paid me to come up there. I had fast time. I passed Tony Strepp off at turn four, coming for the checker, going right. the race. There was like eighteen thousand people there. Get what he said? He goes, "Bickle, leaving job tonight just on beer sale." <laughs> <laughs> they sold thirteen semi loads of beer that night. And to to like repave Capitol, three a half mile. Yeah. It's one hundred twenty some thousand dollars to pave it back then. So. You know, I love William Death. He was a great promoter, but we had a rough start, but we had a good finish. Um, speaking of 18,000 people, not quite there yet. I want to get your take on this. The reaction we had, we announced you coming on. It's a good deal. It's I haven't been to Mooresville in 50 years. Wow, you know, and to have the reaction is kind of cool because the people that did, you know, ever come to the racetrack mm -hmm. and hang out, I mean, they know I felt the way it is. Right. You know, there's, it's it's either right or wrong. And right. It's it's great. You know, I'm, I'm glad for you guys. And this is cool. I get to watch it on yeah. Thursday night sitting at home. And, uh, but it's just. Thank you. Well, thank you. you know, so it's, we're going to cheers, we're gonna cheers that. No, we're talking. No, you're the one that's making the whole thing off this. So this is. Um, I'll cheers. This, this shows me that we just, we just broke a hundred people. I, I mean, we've had some pretty cool people in here, but the following that you still have, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Both down here and both up, you know, in your Wisconsin. Well, I mean, you look back at it. I mean, I tell people, I said. I grew up in Wisconsin against the toughest race car drivers in the world. Yep. And I the greatest short track asphalt guys in the United States at that time, 40 of them lived there. Mm -hmm. And everybody likes, like, you know, oh, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I know you had your blues and, and your Ridleys and all that from down south and this and that. I said, but uh, one of the greatest stories ever was, was Mike Chase um, in 1983 come to Wisconsin to race. He ran four nights a week. And in 81 and 82, or no, 1881, Jim Bach, Refter, and Larry Deeds won at West and they won everything. So in 83, he said, mm -hmm. and he come and ran four nights a week. He never made a feature for mid-season at Madison. He finished 17th. That's the first feature he made. He ran four nights a week. And so we nice. talked about that when he helped. We, we had a bush deal together. He worked for us. Right. And he goes, he goes, I knew Trick was still back there, and Joe Sherry said, when I got there, there were 40 more, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that nobody's heard of. Oh, yeah. Right. You know? And, they're and, and, and it was like, he's like, cool. And that's something you'll never forget. And I've told everybody, I said, hey, man, uh, you know, to win 400 plus races against the greatest there was, yeah. you know, it's, right. you know, you don't, you, you just, it's hard to imagine. 
So we got a comment. Richard Coleman. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, Rich Bickle by far one of the most respectable and kindest. Had the pleasure of competing. Wow. There you go. <laughs> There'll be something that probably to your wrong. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I got a little comment here, and because I'm from Wisconsin, right. and and I know how most of our racers have been through the years. Uh, we're not going to knock you out of the way to win. We're going to pass you clean most of the time. If you knock us, we're going to knock you. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say I hope I hope you get that compliment from from other drivers that that we don't have to, we're, we're going to pass you. Mm-hmm. We're going to be faster than right. you, we're going to pass you. We're going to get underneath you, we're going to go around you. And because and, that's a, you know, Matt did it for a lot of years. I know you did it when you were here. Um, Sauters did it for a little while. Right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Johnny's a little bit. Them guys are a little bit, you know. Johnny likes trouble. Yeah, yeah but, but, but. And me and him are neighbors. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah. And, and that's one thing I always like that compliment of how, you know, the, the cleanliness of, right. of the driving skill of the people that sure. come from the Wisconsin Shore Track. <gasps> well, it's it's like anything else. You have you you have a lot of a lot of people back in the day that were, I mean, they raced because they raced four and five nights a week. You right. you you didn't have enough time to work on your car because when you got in a race and you drank beer, and then when you left the racetrack you went to the bar and drank beer, and after the bar they kicked you out. You went to the park lot and right. drank beer. So yep. you didn't yeah. have time to work on the car. Right. right. So you didn't want to tear yourself, and nobody had money. So everybody <laughs> would taught you. How running into everybody. Right. Now, nowadays it doesn't matter because everybody wrecks everybody and they drive through you and it's because daddy pays the bill. But it's a different one. And they don't have to fix the car. No, and they, the car. They, well, first they don't know how to fix the car. Right. You know, they just have daddy's money pay for it and they go fix it. But it's it's amazing. One of the greatest stories, my greatest races ever was 1985 at Oregon. Joe Shear was on my tail for 90 laps of the 100. And I mean, he was underneath me and underneath me and underneath me. And I would probably say it's one of the first times he never actually rubbed me really good. Because he never did rub you, but I mean, he had a, he had many chances. And I, I beat him that day in a 100 lap or Madison mm-hmm. end of the year deal. Baron Square. And, yeah, and I mean, he, he, he'd give it everything he got. But that's, <clears throat> them guys made you drivers. They made you learn. And and when you got, before you even got in the car, you could ask them questions. They'd tell you what, how to make your car better. Right. And Trickle was the greatest server was with it. Because he said, always said, if you, if you, Ask me, I'll tell you because if I, if you get faster, it makes me have to be faster. Right. And people, you know, nowadays it's just it's all money. Bring up trickle real quick because I got a question for you. Have you ever been trickled? And what I'll say about that is is I'm in I'm in Oswego, New York, with an ASA team, and Alan Cookie's in the bar, Dick Trickles in the bar, <laughs> myself is in the bar, Fennings, Mark Martin, and I watched trickle dump beers out so because alan's going to drink beer for beer with him right Al, alan alan quick oh my god yeah this was a bit this was bad that's not a good story and 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 <laughs> trickle decides that his pbrs some of them were going on the floor right he never drank a lot of beer dick never not not, not as much as everybody thought no, everybody right. thought he was a beer, big drink, beer drink. No. He, he he would nurse it for hours yes you know, so he's and Alan's. He's as a yeah. I'm ready for another one. And Alan's like, what? And, you know, right. trickles, trickles, dumping them out. He's not finishing them. He's either dumping them in the sink or yeah. he's getting rid of them. And Alan's getting another beer. I <laughs> got Alan completely killed. I, I, I like I to say he got trickled. Right? Right. I, I can't right. even imagine Alan <clears throat> the drinking beer. I, I can't even visualize why he was thinking that because he was not even that type of racer. He no, that kind of guy. No. He was the you know he was like the engineer guy that. Didn't even think about that, but the, my, my you're talking about being trickle. I think I think trickle coaxed him into doing it. You know, oh, yeah. Dick, you know how Dick, yeah, yeah. He he could talk your ear off and and talk you about into anything. But one of my greatest trickle stories is we're at Leo's Upper Dells in Linda Station, and I'm on the other side of the pool table, and after the races, this is afternoon race the Dells, and it's still, and I'm standing there. And he walked up behind me and pulled my shorts off. <laughs> I'm standing there talking. To, there's a little bunch of little chairs sitting there. There's girls standing there. I'm standing up. And. 
So, all right, Jake is embarrassed, really bad, and I'm standing there going, um, I pull him up, you know, and, and the whole place kind of went, oh, and I, I, I just kind of kept drinking a beer and talking, right? <laughs> and everybody else was kind of like in shock, and, and Dick, Dick was, he was so embarrassed. He did that to you. He, yeah, he was just like, because oh, oh, oh. he didn't have any underwear. I didn't have underwear. Yeah. You know, he didn't know that. He didn't summertime. Commando. Well, well, I never, I've never, you know, never worn underwear. Much, yeah, but that's just some people. It's a Wisconsin thing for me. Yeah. But anyway, you know, but that's 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 one of the greatest trickle stories that people don't have no idea about. Um, the site's 1985. I walked up to him and I said, "How about this and this and this and this?" And he's like, "Kid." He said, you've been running pretty good lately. He said, uh, you passed the dead trickle school race. Right. And I'm like, going, that made you feel good. Wow. God. Yeah. Told me to work. Yes. Whenever Dick, oh whenever God. that man gave you a compliment, <laughs> yeah. you just, you, you, yeah, yes, you said, yes, sir, thank you, and, and just smiled and walked away. But the best part is, I won that night. Yeah. It, it was like good. Um, some guy named Matt Shude, He's this is his eighth comment. Something about you ice racing in the winter? Well, I, I, I grew up racing motorcycles on the ice. And I I did that for, God, I, I would actually drive the motorcycle from my house in the ditches because we had sheet metal screws and tires. Yeah, right. I didn't have yeah. a vehicle. So it was like five miles to the race, right. to, the, to the place. But um, I would drive it to the ditch so I wouldn't hurt the screws and the tires and I'd race, race every weekend until I got old enough and I had a 72 Ranchero and I would put it in the back and go there. But the coolest ice race story for me was the last year they raced, they closed this deal mm -hmm. down. They raced for 33 years. So <clears throat> they said you can run any class you want. You can move up a class. If you're in a 125, you can go to the 250s. And I had a 250, so I went in the okay. open class. Right. Well, Kenny Kreider and some other guy in Milwaukee had Rocon flat track bikes, automatic transmissions, and back in the 70s, this was like, oh my God, these guys were God. Big mm -hmm. times, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they were flat track bikes. Yeah. I, I had an RM250, I turned the forks around, right. shut the wheelbase up, lower it down, and I'm like... It was a dirt bike. Yeah, it was a yeah. motocross bike. That's all I did in something. <clears throat> so everybody from my hometown was like, oh my God, you can't race these guys. I'm like, well, it's the last race. I want to race. Well, I don't know how, but I went out and I spanked their ass <laughs> both, both races. Right. And the second race <clears throat> I pulled in, half Edgerton was standing on their knees going, oh my God. Really? Because you did that? I was God. What okay. lake was that? Was that on a freeze? Rice, no, Rice Lake. Rice Lake? Because I, I, I did on freeze like one time with my uh, KX250 mm -hmm. when I was like 25. Like, I was terrible, but okay. I had to do it because everybody well, else was doing it. So it, was so it, was it, was so, it was so much fun. I mean, it just... I, a 175 Honda, and I had a little 125s there fall up in the... 50 class because I was such a big kid right. that actually it fit me really well and that was like one of the coolest days of racing my whole life. But then I started racing snowmobiles when I went back home. Right. But I don't think about that. Um, okay, you talk about right. You're now you're up in NASCAR. You're full time. What were some of your favorite tracks to run? Oh boy. Okay, here's what I got for you. What was your first time at Daytona? We can talk about Slinger. Mm -hmm. Now you're at Daytona. So your first time coming to Daytona? Yeah, or Talladega, the biggest. The, well, the biggest one. First time I went to Daytona was in 76 <clears> and <throat> sat there and turned four and watched Pearson pay rep. Uh -huh. I told my mom and dad, I said, I'm a racer one day. And I bought that car from Earnhardt. And uh, we went down there in 89 for the ARCA race. And me and Red Farmer and Tracy Leslie and a bunch of two other guys came over who was, um, I can't think the names right yeah. now. We went to turn three and we all wrecked. And I come out of the other, other side of it without a scratch and they're all four wrecked. And I'm, we're only five cars that are fast. Right. And I coasted all the way through three and four and I'm at coming into pit entrance. Or I mean, the pit, pit, you know, coming out pit mm -hmm. road, but I'm in the middle of the racetrack. Right. And Patty Moise drove all the way around the racetrack wide open. open. Yeah. She could run on either side of me. Be wide open and destroyed the car. I, huh. I mean, there was nobody else in the race. I mean, so. To, to make that promise to my mom and dad to be able to go do that was really cool. And then go there the next year without an engine. So this was? It's 89. 90. Yeah, we, I drove two races in the end of 89 for Jim Doyle out of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We went to Atlanta and Charlotte, made the cup race. Right. And we changed the body over and we went down there. And, you know, we didn't have an engine. We left because Wagner, my, my man Carl Wagner, right. did not have a motor for restrictor plate. So you went car without, without, without a engine. motor. And we went down there and we went, and we got there, there was no motors there. <clears throat> but Mike Fryer at Camorra, he said, well, I got a motor, he said, it's not very good. 
and it's like, oh well, it's better than me trying to be Fred Flintstone, mm -hmm. right? And so we put it in, and I got in the 125s, and I mean, I had the car so free by myself that I mean, I was hanging on. I got hooked up with Alan Quickie, so. He picked me up eight miles an hour. Can you tell people eight miles an hour anything right. at eight tone over? Eight miles an hour ain't oh, nothing. Big. Well, let me tell you what. I mean, I'm sideways in the corner back in the bias place type days. I can look in the mirror and see the smoke run off the right rear. <laughs> and he pulled me up through there and he got me to 15th and we made the Daytona 500. Start out with one motor. And a home built car, basically. Home built car, yeah. So, but the prior story of this was Alan come to Slinger the year before, and he was in my way, and I told Alan, I said, this is my house now. Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> so this, this is amazing how life goes. So we make the first cup race at Charlotte, right? and I make the race, because we're out in the garage area underneath the trailer yeah. working, and we made the race. They give us the garage. Park me next to him. Quickie. Alan Quickie. Holy and he wouldn't even acknowledge I was a human being. <laughs> he, didn't even, he, would not even, he wouldn't look at me. I'm going... Well, guess what? I'm in his house. <laughs> it went from the, you know, yeah, sure my house. No, right. it, it was good. But so anyway, he had, you know, pulled me up in the in the drafting deal at Daytona. Right. Made the race. He come over to me. He goes, "Oh my God, you picked me up so much." He goes, "We gotta get." Right. I'm like going, dude. I, I died like three laps ago because I could hold my breath for so long. I was, gonna, I mean, I don't know how I did not wreck. Yeah. He's like, well, let's get hooked up to 500. I said, this, I, it's impossible. We never did. But anyway, we finished, I think, like 19th and then That's 500 with a home-built car, basically. Right. And, and so end up, end, end up being friends with him a little bit yeah. from that. Right. And when I moved down south, when I got the terminal trucking deal, right. he come over and called me one day. He goes, hey, can you move some stuff for me? And I'm like, what do you mean? So I took my trailer over and I moved some stuff for him and, mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And that year, Gene bought a cup car and I said, we're going to Wiltsboro. Can you give me a setup? Yep. I went up there and the only car that passed that day was Jeff Bodine. Right. He won the race. It was 400 laps at Wilkesboro. Never had a yellow flag. I unlapped myself from everybody like four times because our pit stops right. were 40 seconds instead of 20 back in the day. I seen it at, uh, at the test ring in Mesa, Arizona. We had, our, we had just a piece of junk car go behind one of our, our primaries and the primary went so fast, the piece of junk could hardly keep up to him. And then when we swapped them, it was like the other way around. Really? Okay. We're yeah. Back. We're back, folks. We're, we're back. back. Sorry about that. No glitching in, the, in the Facebook in system. The, there was something went there. We're good. Yeah. So I want, I want to bring something so up real hang quick. Hang on, we got six people. Let's get it up to a couple more. Bring it up to a couple more. Okay, we're at 15. All right. I want to bring something up. Rich was okay, talking about Alan, uh, about Alan right. pulling him. Yep. And and what what happens with uh, with, with a, a good car mm -hmm. and and a, a bad car is that the bad car will make the good car look even better. Right. You know, uh, that's why mm -hmm. if you watch some of the older Daytona 500s and, and even now, um, uh, these drivers don't want to, you, you'll see drivers don't want to pair up with their teammates. They right. want someone else. And that might be a, a, a car that's not quite as good mm -hmm. as them. And, and, <coughs> and the wake they're making, they're making a, a, a tiny wake. And then the bad car, the, or the car that isn't quite as good, will make a bigger wake. Mm -hmm. So then that makes them both go faster right. once they're once they're hooked up and you know we know that motor isn't a big deal there if when you're two and two when you're when you're tandem um unless you're trying to pull him you know if you would have been out front it would have been it would have been bad yeah you know he was pulling you your rpm <laughs> yeah. your rpm probably went up and i mean you've probably seen stuff you were probably like whoa I wasn't you know. looking at tech. I was hanging on the steering wheel. <laughs> I mean, you tell people you're sideways in the corner of day, 200 miles an hour, and they're like, what? I said, yeah, I was for like 12 laps. Okay. It was crazy. Um, Never forget. So these stories, that some of these stories that Rich is telling is in his book, uh, Barnyard to Brickyard, the Rich Bickle story, um, uh, written by John Close and yourself. And um, I got the book. I laughed. I found out some stuff I didn't know. I've known the man 20 years. But I laugh a lot because uh, he tells a story in a very unique way, and um, you didn't hold back. You told the truth about some things that people maybe not didn't want to hear about stuff, right? 
Well, when you said I drove for Daryl, I really wasn't happy about that. I understand, but it was, it was a fact. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, it's, yeah. if they read the book, they'll well, know. No, they'll know why. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But it's a fact, and you did. But there's still, I, I sent a bunch to the Amazon. There's a few left there again. That was pretty, pretty much okay. sold out. Really? But I have about a hundred left at my shop, and if people want to read this, I mean, I, what's really cool about it is I've not had one person that read it and said they didn't love it. Because they they started, and they can't put it down, okay. and it's like. <clears throat> That that means more than anything, you know. Even though we only made three thousand books, you know, we right. sold them out. It's and okay. I mean, it, it's it's just it, what's crazy about it, the book was almost to me four times the size. We had to cut it down because we they only give you so many pages oh, and really? pictures. Yeah, okay. it, it was a lot bigger than. That. Right. Um, there's so there's a lot of stories that I have that will be told this year, throughout the year. Okay. Like kind of like the trickle story then. <clears throat> right. Um, speaking of announcements, should we do, should we do it? Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. We're good. We got up 51 people. Um, as of 9.47 this morning, I witnessed Rich Bickle sign a contract to run the ARCA race at Daytona with Mike Cheek and the Empire, Empire uh, Racing Group. So uh, all you fans that want to see Rich back at Daytona, February 13th, Saturday, Rich will be out at Daytona uh, running the ARCA race. Um, it's a deal that, how do we want to say it? Um, marketing partners, uh, inquiries are welcome. Uh, get in touch with me. Um, but uh, how's that feel? You back to Daytona? Because first of all, tell people why you're doing it. I was sitting on the couch my birthday, and I said, "God, I'd like to race Daytona more time." And it's been yeah. Daytona Talladega 2002, I guess. Yeah. And I put it out there. And what's funny is I had actually three Cup car owners call me the next day. Well, I, I didn't have that kind of funding, so that right. didn't happen. <laughs> right. But my chief, my old crew chief at Petty's, which is on the cover of my book, when I drove for Richard right. Cummings deal, uh, somehow he's seen it. We got talking, and, and he said he's got a really good Speedway yep. market program. And, and uh, you know, we were only together for a year, and it ended up going away because of the motor program. Mm -hmm. But, you know, today it was like when I sat with him, I haven't seen him forever. But just like like going to the shop from 1996, right? You know, and it, it was really cool. It was really neat to see that and feel it. And um, we're gonna go down there. We're gonna be up front. And uh, like I said, in '89 I had the race one, I think, and and we actually took that car home and fixed it ourselves. And I mean, I had to put a rear clip on it in the fuel cell and all that in the body. And I never done any arrow, you know. I just right. kind of looked at pictures I had. And we went back to that car to tell Dave, and I finished second. I lost to Tracy Leslie by about three foot. Right. So I'd like to win a speedway race. Right. Um, but the, only, the biggest race I'd like to win would be Milwaukee. If we get to run the, 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 our, the tour race in Milwaukee this year, it's one place I have not won at. And I thought we had the race won there two years ago, and the left front tire cords pulled apart, and the thing vibrated really bad. And uh, just, but to go to Daytona yes. one more time to go and do it, and to end my career, you know. Right. Least racing there one more time sure. would be pretty cool to, to go there in '76 and watch a King and Pearson crash, and then tell my parents I was going to do it. So that's just can you be 45? And number 45. We did get the number. Number nice. 45. We uh, put that in. That was my first question. Yeah. So that was uh, my was second it? question. Is that pretty good equipment? What? Well, yeah. That, that, yeah. They they sat in the pole last year, I think, and they led They're most okay. of the race, and uh, they had a bad pit stop at the end or something mm -hmm. happened. And but no, his, his speedway stuff's good. He don't run many races, right? You know, he doesn't do the full circuit. He did some road course stuff, but um, so here, here's some here's some responses. Outstanding, nice, awesome, congrats! Uh, so much fun. So uh, the good news, bad news for Rich is that I'm gonna help him with his PR and marketing. So I'm gonna be helping out with this. Which personally, I'm looking forward to doing this with you because uh, we've been friends for 20 years. We've always talked about what can we try to do, but um, it'll be fun going to Daytona. Well. Uh, you know, he, for a kid that had nothing to start at Jefferson with a hobby style, yeah. to even think about going there, right. you know, and then to do it 20 some years, well, almost 20 years later, right. to do it one more time. Right. Um, that's that's what's cool about it. It's not about, you know, I always do stuff for racing for myself because I want to race. Right. But I actually want to make this about for everybody else, not just about me. It's like I want to have people that, there were race fans back they don't come to track no more mm -hmm. because right there's they're tired of it i hope they come back to come there and, and you know i've I, I got a bunch of friends in florida that said they're going to come to the race and mm -hmm. just because you know 
because we're going to go do it. And, you I, know, and you, I think we're going to be up front. Yeah. I, I, I always, I always say this. You, you, you think about all the guys that work for you in your career. And, and there's probably, who knows how many, 500 maybe. You know what I mean? Like, you and I never crossed paths, but we could have at some point in time, but we didn't. But what I'm getting at is, you know, when, when a driver like you, it, with all these wins and, and all this experience comes through and, and, and then goes away, coming back, like, guys like us, myself being a fabricator mechanic, we always think of, man, that's good, good for him, you know, and... I'm sure the fans, you know, there's drivers I that I work for and and then there's drivers that I really didn't care for that I, you know, I hate sad, but give a shit what they right. do. But right, you know, but m most of the time you get you guys are always, you know, you're good to your crew guys, and I'm sure there's plenty of crew guys out there. That are thinking about this and, and glad you're doing something. So we're in the shop today, and he's talking to the kid working on the car, and his Rich is telling him stories that I'm looking at this kid, and he's all like wide-eyed, he's hanging on every word, and I'm like, that's cool. Like he knows who he's going to be working with in Daytona, and he knows, and Rich is giving instructions of what to do, and the kid goes over, and he's writing it all down. Right. And I was like, that was good. He doesn't have the kid going, ah, whatever, man. I know more than him. Yeah. Um, someone asked um, Mary Stevens, does that mean the show is Pub Table Racers sponsoring? In some way at Daytona. <laughs> Not sponsoring, Mary, but I can bet you this bucket of beer that we're going to sneak the pub table race of logo somewhere. <laughs> we'll we'll we're going to have a decal on there. So <laughs> he says we decal on there? Yeah, we're going to have a decal on there. Which, you know what? That would be pretty cool. Uh, speaking of something, cruising, should we talk about well, an opportunity? Well, 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 first of all, yeah. what's really cool about this year is that I was racing snowmobiles up in 2012, and I sold the deal in the like sprint cars you drive they have a steering wheel gas pedal you sit in the race seat and all that <clears throat> so bob richard asked me if i come back up there and race the snowmobile one more time right and it's supposed to be next weekend for the championship and i said well i'm going to be testing daytona i can't so they got the vintage weekend this weekend so i'm going to go up there this weekend and race snowmobiles Okay. At Eagle River, which is like the Daytona 500. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the biggest snowmobile. It's the Daytona 500. It's whatever the biggest race for snowmobiles there is. So it, what's cool about this is my last year, I can start on the snow and end at Snowball Derby. So the snowball's going to be your last? Last race. And I've retired twice, and everybody gives me hell for, you know, time to retire and all that. But this is it. 45 years for 45. And, that's it. Perfect. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's... To think about that, to get go back on the snow and end up snowball is right. pretty cool. Story. And then next January, what um, are we doing? Uh, we have the cruise market for God since the early '80s at Slinger, and uh, me and Jeff are really tight. And then Mark called me and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's have a Bickle Bond Voyage cruise." So we're having a cruise for uh, we had 177 cabins, leaving out of Miami January 22nd of 2022. For seven days, a couple stops in Mexico, Cozumel, and then going to Honduras. Right. And so um, we get to have the auditorium, I guess. Yep. And we're going to have a big uh, QA. Sure, well, QA, but I'm sure it's going to be a pretty good thrashing oh. on me. It's going to be a roast. And I'm a sorry. Roast. Oh, yeah, you're going to be a roast. Be a but, but what's really cool on this, this boat has a go kart track on it. So anybody wants to come running to me, and been, you know, even if you weren't a fan that you want to run in me, come on, let's go. It's fourteen hundred bucks, basically all inclusive. Right, that's right. not bad. And let's go have some fun. We sold like fifty cabins out of one hundred seventy-seven so far. I so. got one. And then, and then I have and then <laughs> if, the, the people. The people who don't have a lot of money, we have a twenty-dollar raffle, and, and right. we're going to do the raffle thing. If you need raffle tickets, get a hold of him or me. Right. And it's you get a shot to win a free cruise. Maybe right. I'll try that. And the rest of my mon money goes towards <laughs> my mom's breast cancer fund. Right. So. Well, I'm on the payment plan. Don't you worry. <laughs> you know, sell a hat and give it to the Bickle Bon Voyage. To yeah, that's what we got there. Um, I uh, I think it's kind of cool that you're celebrating your final year in racing. You're making it a fun endeavor, and um, you can pick and choose what you want. But I think that, you know, announcing tonight here with us, we appreciate it. That you'll be doing the ARCA race yeah, at Daytona. That's pretty cool. The number 45 car um, was Mike Cheek as uh, crew chief, and uh, also he, um, he runs the uh, Empire racing group so it's empire racing and your teammate will be sean core and the number eight so we have a teammate to work with there yeah and he owns owns the building and all the equipment building you know, equipment so yeah. you don't race many races mm -hmm. i guess which i just right. found out today but 
you know, it'll be interesting. To, I'm, I'm very honored to have a an, another Wisconsin uh, driver, right. uh, legend yep. in Wisconsin, in my Mooresville studios, <clears throat> doing this with us. I, I, I appreciate it. Well, it's all good. You know, it, 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 like I said, I've always, you know, either you love me or you hated me, but I always did stuff for the fans, like you know, giving all the trophies away. I made sure I stuck out and did every autograph session. I went to the. I mean, if you if you go to the book, and you'll find out how come how a banana cost me eight and a half million dollars. <laughs> and I you can't make stuff like this up. I mean, it's beyond amazing. Yeah, um, that story is exclusively in the book. We're not going to go yeah, into that. No, I'm just saying. But it's yeah. just you know, and and and. and <clears throat> I tell people, I said, yeah. I shouldn't have had trouble a thousand times in my life, but this right. one time I really had nothing to do no, with it. Right. But the greatest story about this that people can't, you know, probably reading the book is Mike Joy and Buddy Baker were sitting like five feet from me, and Buddy Baker's on top of a stool, and he's got his hand up and goes, Bickle, you're my hero. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and, and you look at that, and here's one of the greatest guys that pushed the gas pedal. Absolutely. The hardest in the history of racing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can right. say what you want, but Buddy Baker never left the gas pedal. Right. And, and to have him sit there, and I can, I can, I can visualize him. He's standing on top of the bar stool, right. you know, just rooting cheering, me cheering up, you know? Right. I mean, not knowing. So that moment. the cruise thing, there's going to be probably 150 more oh. stories that people have no clue. I mean, down and dirty, the straight, good straight up, right. without no nothing held back. Right. The stories that people have no right. idea. Because I've got way more than I mean. It, <laughs> You don't even think about them. Right. You, you bring things up. It's like, oh my God, this happened. This happened. This is so cool. In the feed right now, Mark Rimley just posted how to get in touch with him and the uh, how to get uh, tickets or how to do raffle tickets. So thank you, Mark, for doing that. Um, I couldn't squeeze it in here. Um, so that's a great opportunity for everyone to jump well, on and say, hey, let's have one last run with Rich. It will be one hell of a party. Mm -hmm. It'll be it'll be a, it'll be a good roll. Put that on our. So, yep. so yep. okay, and it's just going to be a good time. And um, I think I broke my pinky tonight. Uh oh, what? What'd you do? Working? I, yeah, I was at Penske. I it's been bothering me a little bit. I smashed it behind the ice. That's it. Put yeah. it on the beer. Oh, I'm putting beer on it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a doctor here. Um, so <laughs> you're starting off with um, the Arca Race of Daytona, which we just announced. And then the following week, you just found out you're going to... Well, we were going to Cordell, and they just canceled it for the watermelon race. No, what state was that in? Georgia. So now it's in... Now it's in St. Pete. And I, I still think I own the St. Pete from 1987. Yep. Yeah. But I'm not sure we're going to go there and run that race, because our stuff's really good right now, and it's a really tight, small racetrack. And I'm not sure I want to go up there and get, get tore up. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, but we got a, a lot of time. But we, we got like seven cars we're trying to finish up for the season. And right. we'll see. We'll, we'll make our mind up. We talked, me and Tony talked this yeah. afternoon. We'll make okay. our mind up. But. So here's how I'm looking at it. So the Super Bowl is February 7th uh, in Tampa. So when the Green Bay against who? When the Bills play the. <laughs> um, I'll skip the parade in Buffalo. I'll just stay down there because then we have Daytona the following week. And then after that, we have. If, you know, sunshine. Yeah, would happen. So right. I literally, you know, you know, play my card. I could possibly be in Daytona with you. I was going to say, if you want to come to, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, I, w I won't speculate. Could imagine doing a show down there? It would be big. It'd oh my be gosh, nice. we'll find a, we'll find a bar. You think they'll take us in there? I think I, I think we can. I, I think we can work something out. A little something on the water. Well, me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, you want the deck down under during the oyster? Ocean deck would be too crazy. We couldn't do one we there. Cut the smoke. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like part the curtain. Oh, that's just the smoke. Yeah. Uh, Rich is an awesome guy and the best mentor my son could have. That's Bill Her Herb Holbert. Holbert. Yeah. Well, Bill's helped us a lot this year, and, mm -hmm. and Tony. Um, <clears throat> Did the car for Grundy for a weekly show with his son, mm -hmm. and they raced and they won. Good. And yeah, it's just you know, my guys. You know, I got three guys there, and they worked their tails off. And they ain't got five dollars, and we just you know, we just for the fun. We we, we try to you know, why well, you know, we're, they're working hard. And the biggest thing for me is when I'm done this year, I want to have some really great equipment right. for these mm -hmm. guys to keep going mm -hmm. and you know get a rental program. Right. And so that's. That's what's gonna keep them guys going. I mean, when I move away, I'm moving away. Yeah. And I want these guys to succeed and, and to really have you know, we've been fast. We we got some really good stuff. We're building more stuff, but I want them to have a top five car everywhere they go. Good. And to to be able to to have a great rental program and 
and uh, you know to be able to take it and, and keep going. You know what I always said is like when I when I'm done with this, I would go get a guy like Rich, right. and I would make him drive. Right. Even if it was two or three races, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a month. Right. And and then you and then you have a rental. Right. So a so young kid, a young kid driver. with with dad Teams with up. unlimited funds. So Rich can show that it's not the car. The car is badass. Right. And plus his experience, then you get the kid Eventually, and you yeah. give the kid Rich's setup. Right. And if the kid can't do it, then you say, "I'm sorry, sir, yeah. but your kid." <laughs> not a race car. Well, you're not expecting to be, but you got to at least be somewhat close. Yeah, yeah, you got, yeah they're not going to be you. You know, like I said, I go back to the laps at, at Slinger, right? Well, anywhere. You, I mean, right. you know, like I said, you know, I mean, how many people race that many racetracks? Right. You know, one other cool thing this year is when we win, it's going to be really cool because I, I got something special planned because I know we're going to win this year. Okay. And when not I do, folks, he said when. When we do. Right. I'm gonna get that car, and that's gonna be a really special trophy because that'll be the one, the only trophies I believe in the history of short track asphalt late model racing that somebody's won in five decades. Oh, I know. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, I want to ask you this: Has anybody ever asked you to be their son's driver coach? No. Wow. Really? Really? Nah. Cool. So that that to me kind of stuns me. You know what I mean? Like nobody's ever come up and said, hey, I'll, you know, hey, hey mentor my son. Right. And I probably wouldn't be very good at it. You don't think? No, it ain't that. It's because, it's because why, why, why don't you think that? Because I, I don't, Would you be I, too hard on him? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we're all, well, that's, not, that's what that's we know. Right. That's what we know. Guys like me and you, that's yeah, all yeah. we know. It's right. If you don't this way, you know, in, in a car nowadays, you, you have this much room. Yeah, yeah th right. this much is the line is not this much. And if I tell you you have to be here, and you go out there and you're not there, thirty laps are all. I, I I would walk away because I like okay I've tried and tried and tried and right. and I probably wouldn't be very good at it because and maybe I'd be great at it. I don't know, but I, I'm not very politically correct. And it's either right or wrong. And if you're not right, and then you're I'm telling you wrong. And if you don't right. listen, but right. and, and and but that's okay. I don't want to be at the racetrack tomorrow anyway after this year. Yeah. So to me, like, I think young drivers miss out on getting the knowledge, getting the, the knowledge right. from these older drivers right. and the video um, game taught them everything. from natural talent. And it, what 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 <clears throat> what Rich is saying went around Slinger and painted a line with a with a white spray bomb, right? And and said, keep <clears throat> your keep your left front tire on this line. Mm -hmm. And, and lift here and, and right. gas here and and you'll be a half a second faster. Right. You know, and if the kid doesn't do that and doesn't want to do that and, and won't do that, then he would say, well, yeah. well you're, you're no good. There's a lot of people out there who'll just sit there and take their money. Right. And, 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 well, and, yeah. and don't care. The problem is I care too much. And I would say either you can cut or you can't, and I would probably lose ninety percent. I probably can't. And I, you know. So Jason Langley says, "Hey, Rich, give me a call ten ten three four five. Those are your sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Um, one at one. Um, had the Cup race one loading in, in that year, and and uh, I got told if I don't pull down pit road, I'm fired. And the worst thing I ever did in my career, I pulled down pit road, and to this day. There's one person out there that's still going to get the wrath of this. Who is it? Chad Canals. <laughs> Chad Canals was your crew chief. Told you to pit. Yeah, because they knew they they wanted Benson in the car, and mm -hmm. they knew if I won that race that AT and T was going to not let it happen. Right. Well, they didn't realize they already weren't going to let it happen, and, and they yanked the deal for me, and then they AT T yanked the deal from Beverly and lost the deal because they were. I mean, I did national TV commercials for them, mm -hmm. and and liked me a lot, mm -hmm. and. It's just amazing how things go. That's one of one of the few times that things backfire, but right. it is what it is. Real quick, um, we're getting to the end. Uh, Martinsville, you finished fourth, your best finish ever, and you get out and you gave such an emotional, incredible, raw, pure interview. And I've told you many times that was the day I became a Rich Bickle fan because you got it. You you didn't take anything for granted. You knew it was a great opportunity. It was a great run. Well, what sucks is that day is that Kale was so cheap. 
that we used, used brake pads. And I would drive from ninth after we pitted, drive to second, and come and pit. And I'd go back out ninth and come to second. The only car I had passed all day was Ricky Rudd. And he won. And, and he won the race. Well, with about, we finally pitted and we come out sixth. And I thought, oh, I, gotta, I, I can win now. And I got the second or third. No, I got the fourth. And I ran into brake pads. And I was steel to steel for 60 laps. And Dale Jarrett was behind me. And he couldn't pass me. And it's like, my God, you know, we couldn't even afford brake pads. And I could have won that race. And what's funny about it is, it's five degrees out. Right, right. And Ricky Rudd gets out. He falls out of the yeah, car. He's, done. he's laying on the ground with the auction. And I, I was like, hell, give me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> What was your condition the night before the race? Anyhow, up here. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was out. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Well, we talked about this sort of thing. You right. know, I, I said in 1990 I ran 130 some races. Right. I said the race department. I said was drinking after the races at the bar, right. and then going to the parking lot for daylight. Right. And people don't understand that. But that's, I mean, that's what we did. That, 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 that was it the was, Midwest. It was a yeah. The, the Midwest, Midwest series thing. was. The you know, Midwest yeah. that, was, that was the hardest thing to do is, is to be able to, but you didn't wreck stuff because you right. didn't have time to fix, fix it. it. So you 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 had fun with people and you raced hard and you drank. Right. And you had fun. That's the part was. Well, Lake Hester Speedway in Buffalo, where I started as a You know what? After the race, we, we never fought. I, ne I, I never got into a, a fight up, up north. There was a couple, but not very, very seldom. The, the one thing I didn't like in 1985, Tom Refter would come to Madison and he had dog time every other week. You start to pull or first two rows, he had down pat, and you'd be long gone time you get the second, he's half, half lap ahead and he wins right. the race. But then the next week, he had to start behind fast qualifier. So, make long story short, Bob Smells the pit gate for all the racetracks all these years. And I went there and I put 100 pounds of dog food next to Bob. And I said, Bob, can you watch this for me? He looks at me and goes, oh, this is going to be pretty good. So when Tom pulled in his open trailer, dumped 100 pounds in his seat, and, <laughs> and Guileys and me were all swinging and fighting, and it was on. But but it was really cool this year when they had Triple Memorial. Right. I ended up buying Triple's door off a 72 Mustang that won right. for a lot of money, and Tom was there, and Tom really helped this whole program. Okay, and, right. And and me and Tom made peace. That's good. And But here's one thing people have no idea. Tom Refner, Dick Trickle, Marvin Rosafka, Grew up in the same town of Rudolph, Wisconsin, about 300 people. And Jim Bach grew up four or five miles down the road. Mm -hmm. Them four guys won 2,500 features. Right, four guys. Four All guys. Four little from, throughout the whole Midwest. Right. From, 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 they didn't know nothing. They taught themselves and learned. And the South. I, well, I yeah, then they, yeah. they traveled. Yeah. Right. You know, Jim Bach didn't travel. Marv quit in 82 real early. But them, you know, I, That'll never be duplicated in the history no. of the world. The world. So and um, so to make amends with Tom was pretty cool this year. And right. and, and now he follows me on her Facebook page, right. which is hilarious. Because yeah, right. he likes you know right. and and it's just you know, it is what it is. We yeah. never fought, but it just I made it prove my point. I was a twenty four year old kid and I'm sick of Jason. One of the greatest <laughs> in history. One of the greatest in history. Right. You, you know, Tom, you're better than this. You don't have to start up front. Right. You know, you're still probably gonna win anyway. Right. You know? But it's every other week I, I got mad about it. Uh, Jack Ely says you can always tell great racers they never talk about money. Um, tell me. Glad you're still active spreading your knowledge, so that's a nice little Thanks, yeah, Jack. There you go. Big Jack. Um, great show. So um what, what has kept you motivated all these years to keep racing? What's the one big thing? I know it's not money, because you never race for money a day in your life. Kissing uh, that trophy girl. He said it when he, when he was no, seven, he's seen that guy. That's true. No, it, it, it's, but it, it, it's, it's, we all like to know it's the, the, the love of driving. Yeah. Like I said, it is. Mm -hmm. Once you do it, and I knew I, I, I knew I was hooked before I ever did, but it's just, Knowing that I want to win every race, yeah, and I'm going to be 60. And last year when I got in that car, I didn't think that I wasn't not going to win every race. You know, I can remember when Trickle got the end of his, his rope there, and I was lapping him at Slinger, and he wrecked me on purpose. I'm leaving Slinger Nationals, and he wrecked me. <clears throat> and the year before he, he did his deal, right? I grabbed the motorhome and I said, "Come with me." And we sat in the truck in the motorhome, we drank a beer and we talked. And I said, hey, I want to thank you for all the years and everything you did for me. And I said, now I know that you did this on purpose that night. Mm -hmm. And he kind of looked at me and I, I said, Dick, I said, I get it. 
I said, do you get that point in your life where you're not the man no more? It's hard to accept. Right. And I was like, okay. I said, I don't want to be there. If I don't think I can get in one every night, and I went through the COVID, right. and I, I still think right now I'm as good as I was when I was 25. Perfect. So, so I want to keep doing it, and I'm going to do it for one more year, and we're going to run 50 races, and I want to win 50 races. Race against, and 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 he's pretty damn good. He's damn good. I ran second in lacrosse. Right. Is that kind of like? Is that how you feel? How uh, is is Ty to you like you were to Dick, to Trickle? Um, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I think Ty's a, a he, he's got a lot of talent. Oh, he, he's good. There's no doubt. He's won everything there is right now, and 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 it's like I'm chasing myself 25 years later. Okay, okay. So you, you know, you, you feel yourself. like that's you. So, but it, it, I like it because it gives me that drive to go on to, because there's only one more to get, and I'm right there. <laughs> Biting in that tail. Does he respect you? I don't. Do you talk? No. Um, I, I congratulate. I I congratulate him in lacrosse, and I said if I wouldn't have picked the wrong lane, I'd have beat your ass today. So he's scared of you? No, no, he's scared of me. I, I just. I don't. To me, it would be. I, I would be like. I would be like. Hey, help! Show me. Tell me. Or at least, no, I. I would want to. I mean, this hey, guy's a Wisconsin stuff. legend. Oh, legend totally look at the response yeah you know what i mean and if i'm ty coming up like you know yeah. even if you want to move on and and yeah. Hope yeah. Has, yeah. you know i would still be so respectful to to this man right. oh he's respectful but he, we don't talk it, it, the, the general generation don't talk like we don't don't drink beer we don't you know well no, he's 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 I, I know he taught yeah. that like, like, yeah now i know what you're saying it's like they made a big they made a big deal in this year you want his 100 feature i go well shit, you got 400 more to get <laughs> so don't 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 think you're that good yet you know he's good he's really right, good right. he's really really good but you know they got their act together. He's no not saying that. But he, no, I'm saying it's taken us three years to get to work. You know, from this new program to get these new cars, and we're there. We're that. We're biting on that tail. Right. And I think next year they're going to be chasing me. It's good. I even said it online. I said I'm not chasing them next year. You guys are chasing me again. Well, that's uh, we we announced that you're running the arc race in Daytona. We end up you and we end up in victory lane. You picture that? I mean, why not? Though you, you thought about you you're said, asking him. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying why not? Hell, I don't know where it's at. We'll find. We'll find it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be there I, going. No, not really. Right. I mean, I'm not going there to run second. Well, well down there. You know. Never. I ain't thought about that. No. Okay. I just signed a contract. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw <laughs> So, um, but that would be really cool. Right. That that would be what? Four, Forty-four years after I've been there. Right. Years. It would be icing, icing, cake. Yeah. Drop the mic. Yeah. Give me a beer. Whew, boy. No, it, pretty the ocean back then. It, it just like the deal at Loudon had the race one there and got. I, I I did it to myself. I should have. Even when the NASCAR fist, I heard you fired. I go. I haven't told me yet, but I'm pretty sure. No. And I was dumb. I was so too dumb. I pulled down pit road with 14 laps to go. I mean, Andretti and Stewart were long checked up, but we had a beat up gas mileage. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. Right. You win, you win. Right. You know, we were a 20th place team, and we should have won. We, we should have won the, that year at Pocono if I had any motor at all. Steve Park said if I had his motor in the car, the lap right. field. We talked about that tonight. Yep. Um, the car was so ungodly fast, but it had no motor. They, we kept blowing up every every happy hour. I never got to run a happy hour all season long because every time we happy hour, I go out and blow up so after two laps. Quick quick and quick it's like Claude Queen built the motors, and I don't suck every intake valve off. Every so make a long story short, they would detune the motors so much to make them live. Right. It was right. like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. It, Ryan Newman said it once at Pocono while I was on his team. He said, this thing's like a vacuum. That was the best motor line I've ever heard. Wow. That's it's, nice. like, it's like, I'm on a vacuum cleaner with a full bag. <laughs> Not working. Uh, that okay, was all right. right. Okay, we're good. Um, 
All right, we want to thank you very much for coming on today. Yes, sir. It has been a, seriously, it's been an honor. Uh, cheers to you. Um, look forward to everything else you have going on this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard, you ran over to me. Jesus! It's your turn. Um, <laughs> thanks for you to coming on and all the things you got coming up. And um, obviously, your fans are out there and they're excited. Excited to see what you have going on. And um, so, sorry about the little break. We're going to splice it together. We'll put it on our YouTube channel. And be sure to check out our website for the announcement and everything. But uh, thank you very much, and Rich, and should we say it? Yes. Good night, Dick. Good night, Dick. Good night, Dick. Okay, so there you go. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you. Wow. Hey, another great show. Great thank show. Thank you so much, everybody, yep. for tuning Enjoyed in. It. We appreciate it. We do this every Tuesday night, and Warren, I think the guests we've had have been fantastic. Phenomenal. And the people that are following us, we appreciate it. We're reaching 42,000 people a month. Can you believe that? And uh, we appreciate you watching. Right. And, uh, We're having fun. I hope everybody else enjoys it. That's it. It's just a fun show. Bucket of beer. Guys sitting around talking about it. So keep tuning in. We appreciate it. Check out our store and everything. But, um, we appreciate you people. And uh, we will see you next week. Right, my friend? Yes, sir. All right. See you next week. <laughs>